Global Utopia, An Impossible Dream by Richard F. Ames, read by William Williams. Countless human beings have lived and died trying to create heaven on earth. Your Bible promises that God can and will soon succeed where mankind has failed. Article begins. Kings, dictators, and military leaders have dreamed of world domination and of conquering all the nations of the world. The great empires of the past have reveled in the display of their grandeur and power. Today, modern China has the world's longest history as a continuous nation, beginning with the Xia dynasty from around 2070 to 1600 BC. The Egyptian Empire powerfully ruled over nations during the enslavement of the ancient Israelites until their exodus in the 15th century BC. There have been many other empires, such as the Russian Empire that ended in 1917, the Mongol Empire under Genghis Khan, the Byzantine Empire that ended in 1204 AD, and the British Empire that effectively ended in 1997 when China gained governmental control over Hong Kong. Great empires have come and gone, and the world has known little universal peace in the past 6,000 years. Dictators have sought to create their own version of utopia but have failed. In spite of two world wars to halt the global conquering intentions of Germany and the Axis powers, the lust for world power continues. Will humanity ever establish world peace? Your Bible reveals the good news that a new world government will bring universal peace to planet Earth. Today, however, most people feel they are facing a hopeless future. Modern society is now suffering from corruption, terrorism, climate change, and conflicts of all sorts. Thank God that the coming new world government will produce universal peace and prosperity. It may seem like an impossible dream, but your Bible guarantees the most beneficial world government ever and you can play a part in it. The common idea of utopia is a glorious, perfect world of peace and prosperity. The word itself derives from the Greek meaning no place or nowhere. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines utopia as an imaginary place. Quote, an imaginary place in which the government laws and social conditions are perfect, end quote. Yet such humanly devised places are often not quite what they seem to be, as was famously and ironically depicted in Thomas More's novel, Utopia. Some have tried to produce world peace with their own inventive forms of government and utopia. However, critics insist that such a place would require extraordinary regimentation, that no one would have freedom of choice. So will there ever be some form of utopia on planet Earth? Is the idea of a global utopia an impossible dream? The 1965 Broadway musical Man of La Mancha featured the popular song titled The Impossible Dream. It describes a valiant struggle to, quote, reach the unreachable star, end quote. Truly, we all yearn for a glorious world of peace and prosperity. Is that goal impossible for us to achieve? Your Bible reveals a future world far more glorious than that envisioned by futurists and human visionaries. What is the reality of the future? There is a new world coming, the kingdom of God, that will not only allow freedom of choice, but will require a choice between life and death, blessing and cursing. Many religious people place their dreams 
for the future on a vague concept of heaven, but your Bible reveals the specific world-ruling governmental structure and the peaceful benefit it will bring to all peoples. Dystopia or Hope Will the future bring utopia or dystopia? Dystopias are the opposite of utopias. Dystopia is defined as, quote, an imaginary place where people lead dehumanized and often fearful lives, end quote. The Gulf News gave this somewhat scary geopolitical analysis of the European Union and European trends. The article titled Europe's Politics of Dystopia gave this assessment. Quote, in Germany, the Netherlands, Finland, Denmark, Austria, and Sweden too, the popularity of populist, anti-EU, anti-migrant right-wing parties is on the rise. Failure to act decisively now will lead to the eventual failure of the peaceful, integrated, globalized, supranational state that is the EU, and the rise of dystopian nationalist regimes. The contours of such places have been reflected in literary work, such as George Orwell's 1984, Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, and Michel Holebequeque's latest novel, Submission. Let us hope that they remain confined to the printed page. End quote. So, what will your future be like? The November 15th, 2015 issue of the New York Times magazine was titled, The Future Issue. The creative cover presents the future as a game of chance. Its wheel of fortune suggests that the future may be mysterious, violent, bankrupt, unequal, optimized, peaceful, crowded, glorious, automated, synthetic, doomed, or utopian. Which of these descriptions of the future, if any, will predominate and come true? The New York Times states, quote, No one knows what the future holds. End quote. Is that statement true? Can anyone really know the future? Can you really trust Bible prophecy? We can be thankful that the Creator God has all power in the universe. He is omnipotent, as it tells us in Revelation 19, verse 6. God sustains this tiny planet in the Milky Way galaxy by the word of his power, as it tells us in Hebrews 1, verse 3. When God declares future trends and events, nothing can stand in his way, for, quote, the mouth of the Lord has spoken, end quote, as it states in Micah 4, verse 4, for example. One of the most inspiring examples of fulfilled prophecy concerns the Messiah's first coming. Most any Bible dictionary will list the Old Testament prophecies concerning Christ's first coming and their fulfillment as documented in the New Testament. The Old Testament contains more than 300 references to the Messiah's coming. In his book, Science Speaks, author Peter Stoner examined the probability of one person fulfilling just 48 of those prophecies. For that to happen by chance would be 1 in 10, followed by 157 zeros. As someone calculated, that would be like trying to find one specific electron out of all the electrons in all of the known universe on the first attempt. And that considers only 48 of the hundreds of messianic prophecies that were fulfilled. In other words, the prophecies concerning Christ's first coming could never have been fulfilled by chance. They were powerfully predicted and fulfilled in hundreds of exacting details. Yes, you can trust Bible prophecy. How will nations unite? Statesman 
has suggested that a one-world government would solve our problems. But has the United Nations, which observed its 70th anniversary on United Nations Day, October 24, 2015, brought us world peace? The United Nations can document many humanitarian services and achievements, yet the Science and Security Board of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists has set its symbolic doomsday clock to three minutes before midnight. The Bulletin made their announcement on January 22, 2015. Has the danger increased or decreased since that announcement? You know the answer to that question. Terrorism and regional conflicts have intensified. We need a new world government that will guarantee world peace. But is such a government even possible? Not only is it possible, it is prophesied in your Bible. In Matthew chapter 6, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, gave us an outline of prayer subjects. We should pray, quote, your kingdom come. End quote. Matthew 6, verse 10. But what will that kingdom be like? Who will govern the nations? How will the millennial government be organized? Who will be the top leaders in God's coming kingdom? World history demonstrates that mankind does not know the way to peace. We aim toward utopia, but all too often seem to create dystopia. But it does not need to be that way and your Bible reveals the final outcome of mankind's efforts. We can trust Bible prophecy. Specific prophecies have come to pass, are right now coming to pass, and are guaranteed to come to pass in the future. Many in the world dream of lasting peace among nations. Some of you may have seen the sculpture outside the United Nations in New York, depicting a man beating a sword into a plowshare. That sculpture is based on a prophecy of Isaiah, Describing a future time under the world-ruling kingdom of God, the prophet Isaiah states, quote, They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. Notice that Christ, the King of Kings, will have the power to stop nations and individuals from rebellion and war. True Christians will reign with Christ in his coming kingdom. Quote, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. End quote. Revelation 20, verse 4. What will the saints, all true Christians, be doing in the coming kingdom during the, that thousand years? Listen to the song of the saints. Quote, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. End quote. Revelation 5, verses 9 and 10. Your utopian job? As kings and priests in God's coming kingdom, faithful Christians will teach the nations the way to peace. God is now calling his people to train his kings and priests. Shockingly, only a very few professing Christians understand the glorious calling and future that God is preparing for the saints, all true Christians in the coming kingdom. Notice some of the positions in which the born-again saints will serve. Quote, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. End quote. Revelation 1, verses 5 and 6. Also, quote, And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. End quote. Revelation 2, verse 26. Yes, 
Some of the saints, faithful Christians, will be ruling over nations, helping them and teaching them to practice God's way of life and love. How wonderful it is that God wants you to be a part of his world-ruling family. Remember what Jesus told his faithful apostles. What will they be doing in the kingdom? The apostle Peter asked Jesus that question. Quote, Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. End quote. Matthew 19, verses 27 and 28. Who will supervise the twelve apostles in God's coming kingdom? Remember God called ancient King David, quote, a man after my own heart, end quote, in Acts 13, verse 22. Bible prophecy reveals that King David will rule over the united houses of Israel and Judah. Quote, David my servant shall be king over them, and they shall all have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments, and observe my statutes, and do them. End quote. Ezekiel 37, verse 24. So, what will be your job in the kingdom? Faithful Christians will have different responsibilities depending on their training in this life and their service to Christ, the church, and humanity. You may be familiar with the parable of the minas or the parable of the pounds. The king rewards those servants who were faithful and had actually gained from their original gift. Quote, and so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants, to whom he had given the money, to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your mina has earned ten minas. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your mina has earned five minas. Likewise he said to him, You also be over five cities. Luke 19, verses 15 to 19. Yes, today's true Christians are in training to serve and rule. The idea of floating around in heavenly clouds forever is not what your Bible teaches. Rather, true Christians will rule on a utopian planet Earth. True utopia is coming. What many consider an impossible dream, a global utopia, will come true. The Prince of Peace will teach the way to peace and prosperity. Jerusalem will be the capital of planet Earth. Quote, Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand because of a great age. The streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. Zechariah 8 verses 3 to 5. Instead of urban violence, gang murders, and the early death of children, families will live safely and securely. Elderly men and women will live in peace and no longer experience so many kinds of abuse. Farms will prosper with sustainable agriculture. Read this inspiring prophecy in Amos 9, verse 13. Quote, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. I will bring back the captives of my people, Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. 
I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord of your God. End quote. Amos 9, verses 13 to 15. Thank God that there is hope for the future of the world, and there is hope for your future. Instead of a dehumanized dystopia, the glorious kingdom of God will surpass even the most magnificent utopia imagined by optimistic dreamers. Today's faithful Christians, the true saints, will be in the first resurrection to assist Christ in ruling the world. They will usher in the millennium of world peace. The prophet Isaiah gives us this millennial vision. Quote, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with a young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. End quote. Isaiah 11, verses 6 through 9. Thank God that his kingdom is coming soon. You need to be watching the prophetic trends and signs announcing Christ's return. You need to pray, quote, your kingdom come, end quote. May we suggest, the world ahead, what will it be like? The kingdom of God will surpass any humanly devised attempt at utopia. Request a free printed booklet from the regional office nearest you or order at tomorrowsworld.org. PDF, EPUB, and Kindle are also available. Request your free booklet, 14 Signs, Announcing Christ's Return, 